Hey, this is Jason Dillon, pastor at Parkway Church, and I'm so glad you joined this Parkway podcast for powerful inspiration and purposeful insights. I believe this podcast will lift your spirit and lead you into the future God has prepared for you. Enjoy the message. Praise God. We're glad to have everybody here today uh, listening in, and possibly there will be many others that will listen to this podcast. Uh, we have as our guest today, uh, Dr. Sidney Poe. He yeah. is an international teacher. Uh, he does global mission training all over this world. He also is involved in the chaplaincy program or training. I did go with him to Togo, Africa. Mm-hmm. Brother Poe, that's been over 10 years ago. It's been a while. And what an experience yeah. it was. Yeah. And I thank you for allowing me to go on that trip. It was an eye-opener to how blessed we are in this country. We also have our outreach pastor here today, Stuart Carey. And Brother Carey, we're glad to have you to sit in on this podcast today. Thank you. And what we're going to be talking about today is repentance. And the Lord has been dealing with me, because He deals with me all the time, about that I need to keep this vessel clean. And the only way that I can do that is through repentance. Dr. Poe is, is a wealth of information and my prayer today is that you will have a truer understanding of exactly what repentance is before we get through with this today. Some of the things that we're going to be talking about today uh, is we're going to be talking about what is true repentance. And I'm going to start that off, Brother Poe. What is true repentance? Repentance is a condition of the heart toward God because all sin ultimately is toward God. Mm -hmm. It's against the Lord. And as a result, when one truly repents, he must make his heart right with God. Uh, And that is not a shallow thing. That's not a a peripheral thing. It's it goes deep. It goes Mm -hmm. all the way to the core of who we are. And uh, in the New Testament Greek, there are two terms that that have some bearing on the idea of, of repentance. The first term, uh, metamelomai, as it's called, is a Greek term which means to regret, basically. It's uh, basically to care, care afterward, to be sorry for, or to apologize for wrongdoing when you're caught. Hmm. It's, a, it's a shallow type thing that one does. Uh, and it, you can do that with nice sounding words. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to step on your toe. I didn't mean to... Uh, uh, be rude to you and mm-hmm. something of that nature. And, and that's that's what I when I called you the other day and mm-hmm. I said, this is what my concerns are. My concerns are is that when this COVID-19 has come uh-huh. and all of the other chaos has come, people and I and I told you I labeled it surface repentance. Uh-huh. Right. Where that we just do it for the time being. Yeah. At the moment. Brother Kerry, what do you have to say about that as far as does that make sense? Surface repenting? Absolutely. It's kind of just we're just going to do it until until things subside and get better. Till everything levels out and then we'll just go back to the way we were. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Mm -hmm. And So that Mm -hmm. brother Poe, that's what you started off with. That's talking r- about that. That's right. Would you say shallow? You use the word shallow. Shallow. Shallow, yeah, shallow. shallow yeah. repentance. Yeah. yeah, there can there can be true regret, true sorrow, true anguish over sure. something that has not worked right. You know, you make a bad investment, lose all your money. That's mm. something to, mm. to get a little disturbed about. Mm-hmm. But that's nothing like uh, the true repentance where you you work toward a complete different mindset. 
You think differently. You act differently. Your purpose is different. Your opinions are different. Uh, and that word is metanoia, uh, metanoia uh, the Greek word for that. It's a noun in the New Testament, and it means a heart change. Basically, mm-hmm. the, the entire heart, the core of who we are, changes toward God and toward the fact that, and we can't help this, we are sinners because of the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and But we can, when we turn to God, uh, we can pledge ourselves to Him. We can give ourselves to Him so that uh, in our actions, the actual events that work out in our life, we die daily. We, we sacrifice those. So uh, metanoia is the term that talks about the, uh, the heart, the, the, uh, the seat of the moral reflections toward God. There is genuine sorrow for it. I want people to understand that when you said heartfelt, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sincere, yeah. and an actual change. Yeah. The change, right. The Lord has always, from the very beginning, He has demanded what we would think of as true repentance or the change of our mind, the change of our heart. And it's much deeper than that shallow or peripheral surface repentance because it reaches the heart. It reaches the moral center of who we are. And the bottom line is we have sinned against God Mm -hmm. uh, because sin is a transgression of the law of God. Uh, As a result of that, there has to be a change in us which is brought about only by the mercy of God. There must be a change in our moral center or who we are, a change in our affection, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can know love, but only God can baptize us with agape love, which is the love of God. And Paul said in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, that is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Holy Ghost. So it breaks the Holy Ghost to bring us uh, this element of love. Uh, it is also a change of mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the way I used to think. I don't love the world like I used to love the world. In fact, John says, love not the world, mm-hmm. neither the things that are in the world. Uh, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a change of affections. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that is brought about by this idea of repentance and rationality. And of course, then our purpose in life has to change. Uh, the things that I once loved, or Paul said, the things that I would do, that I do not. Uh, I couldn't help myself because of that. So a true repentance gets things right with God. It clears the air between you and God. Mm-hmm. Now you can dedicate your life to living for God. And, and can I say that the responsibility is not all on us. We've got to do our part. That's right. How can yeah. people... Or how can they throw that on the Lord and say, okay, God, or the question is, what responsibility, God, have I got? Uh-huh. What responsibility, Lord, do you have yeah. to make this work that yeah. I can stay yeah. a change yeah. man? Yeah. Well, let's go back to what the Lord told Israel uh, in Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. This spells out both sides of this equation, what God's willing to do okay. and what we're willing to our do. Our responsibility. So, that's right, our responsibility. And he does this in terms of a conditional statement. He said, if my people mm-hmm. who are called by my name, right. he singles them out. They are my people that are called by my name. If they will first humble themselves mm-hmm. and pray and seek my face, and turn. So four things. Humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Mm-hmm. Then, then, that's the condition he's talking wow. about. When you've done that, then, and here come three promises. Okay. I will hear, number one. Okay. Mm-hmm. What good does it do to pray if God does not hear? 
And God does not, if He observes sin in our life, if He observes iniquity in our life, He does not hear our prayer. So the mm -hmm. psalmist says, you know, uh, He said, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. Mm -hmm. And He said, I will heal their land. And the neat thing about this is He cannot heal the land without healing the people in the land. Yes. And so repentance brings healing. It will bring a, rest, a restoration, if you will, uh, not just a change in behavior, but a, a, a purposeful existence to want to live this way. Okay. Oh, I want to live for God. I want to live holy. I want to live righteously in, in the things of God. That's good. Brother Kerry, what's that old song, makes me want to love everybody? Yeah. yeah. What is the sum of the other? Do you know? Remember that song? Makes me love everybody. Oh, I believe you're referring to "Give Me That Old Time Religion." Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think and that's that right. is a verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and brother Poe, that thank you for bringing that out because yeah. Yeah. I think that's a question that everybody asks: How can I stay saved? How can yes. I stay saved? Yeah. Yes. How can, how can I stay? Again, that responsibility is on uh -huh. God. When you've done your part, yep. we've done our yeah, part. That's right. Yeah. Then God does His part. God does Amen. His part. That's and I'm going to exactly. tell you what, when we don't, uh -huh. and if we love Him, He said He's going to chasten those one who, uh -huh. who, whom He loves. Whom He loves. We've yes. got mm -hmm. to humble ourselves. Humble ourselves. We can't be arrogant. And pray. Yeah. And pray. And pray. pray. Yeah. You've got to pray. we got, got to, to pray. pray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to. And that's probably the greatest privilege a Christian has, Talk is to, to pray. Talk to us about that pray uh, because the Lord has said my ears are attuned to those who are desperate mm -hmm. those who are crying out and if we as Christians neglect the, our greatest privilege of praying and seeking the face of God uh, then how can we expect him to hear and some people say well if God knows all my problems why should I be out there listing them for him <laughs> <laughs> what it helps us do <laughs> that's right that's right yeah, yeah. And, and Paul was, I think he was very specific with the church in Rome when he told them how they could maintain a life of repentance. Okay. Maintain a life it. of God. Uh, you want to hear that? Yes, sir. Okay. In Romans chapter 12, uh, after, now think about Romans for just a minute. The book of Romans is given to us as an explanation of uh, what our salvation really entails. Okay. So you have a, a detailed explanation on throughout the book of, the, of Romans as to what it entails. And then you have three chapters that deal with uh, sort of a flashback to Israel in chapters 9, 10, and 11. But then when he gets to 12, he looks at the practical side of how I can live up to what you learned in chapters 1 through 8. Mm -hmm. So here's what he said. I beseech you, I, I beg of you, I ask of you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, a living sacrifice is different from the Old Testament, the dead sacrifice, because if you brought a lamb to the priest and said, this is my sacrifice, that he couldn't live. You couldn't walk away with him. No. He put him on the altar, cut his throat, took the blood, and that was the way it went. But Jesus Christ's blood was shed for us so we can be the living sacrifice yes. that dead uh, and dead and yet live, as it were. So he said, uh, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Uh, and then the real crutch of the matter from repentance says, and be not conformed to the world. In other words, a repentant person will not conform to the world. We resist the world. We push against the things of the world. And then he said, be transformed, transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word transformed there is, is called metamorpho in the, in the Greek. And it's the same word we would use in saying metamorphosis, 
if we're studying, say, a butterfly, mm -hmm. that's where you, you live, you know, the first part of the life, they live as a caterpillar. Uh, they eat leaves, they crawl around, they do mm -hmm. various things and uh, whatever. And then when they reach full maturity as a caterpillar, they can't go anywhere else except to pupate. They pupate and then out of that comes a total different life form. For example, where a caterpillar would eat leaves or green materials or eat your cabbage in the garden yes. or whatever it is. Yes. Now, this butterfly that comes out of this he sucks nectar from the flowers. He has total different mouth parts, total different digestive system, total different environment. Uh, he has wings. He can go where he wants to. That's what Paul used to describe what we are when we become repentant. When, when God changes us, yes. He metamorphoses us into a different form. Now we're free. Yes. We say, we're freedom. I'm not, I'm not locked up. I'm not restricted to the plant that I was, the egg was laid on and have to eat that. But yes. uh, I'm free. I'm free to do what I want to. So He tells us that this, when you get that transformation, you get it how? By the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. Remember, we said repentance is a change of mind. Right. It's a change of heart. It's a change of our moral standing with God. And then he said you can then prove that uh, good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. I, I yeah. like that yeah. because the butterfly, once that it's changed, it doesn't even it don't even think about mm -hmm. what I used to do. That's right. Never. And so it's kind of yeah. like the yeah. old man. Yeah. That's the old man. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That yeah. we become a new creature. Yeah. Yeah. That's Christ right. In Jesus. Christ Jesus. Never exactly. Heard that analogy yeah. about the, yeah. that, the way that you brought it into. But again, when I yeah. think about a new creature in Christ Jesus, Brother Poe, when I got the Holy Ghost, I don't know about you, Brother Kerry. I didn't want to do those things. It's just some uh -uh. things that no, just no. went away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No desire. Change. I guess what I want to ask you was, what does it feel like to feel forgiven when you've done something, you repented, and you know God's forgiven you? What is the feeling that you have? Well, I think it's a, a feeling of freedom. Relief. Mm -hmm. Relief. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you know what you, you're still aware of what you did. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But thankfully, when God forgives, he no longer holds that against you. Yeah, you're cleansed. The difference between God and people is what I often yeah, say. Yeah. Many yeah. times a person can't let it go, but God lets it go. Mm -hmm. yeah. God, God frees. But yeah. we keep reminding him that we keep bringing it up. Oh yeah. yeah. What do you say yeah. about how he th how far he throws our sins to? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, there's an example in the scripture where the leper was cleansed. He was. And, and it's the cleansing of that yes. thing, you know. And no leper. Uh, that has been cleansed would ever call himself a leper. Wow. He's a former leper. Wow. Former leper, you know. And there's one other point on the butterfly that I'd like to make too, is the caterpillar cannot reproduce. It's only the butterfly that lays the egg that mm -hmm. continues the generation. So if we want to affect this world, Talk to us. if we want to affect our generation, if we want to affect people mm -hmm. in any way, mm -hmm. we've got to repent. We've yes. got to get loose from those old bondage things that hold us back. And when we step forth, then the Lord can honor us by giving us souls, souls that we can bring into the church and, and win for Him. There's a, a beautiful scripture in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 9. Uh, it said, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto them, and how ye turn to God from idols. 
The important thing here, I think, for repentance is we don't turn from idols to God. We turn to God from idols. We found something better. better. So repentance is better. People who continue in their sin are doomed. They don't know a better life. They don't know that freedom you're talking about. Mm. They don't understand that cleansing that the leper had, you know, a cleansing of sin. And they don't they, they just fail to understand that. So we need to turn to God from idols. And, and of course, we we idolize the things of the world so many times as this COVID-19 has illustrated for us. We realize what what we have been so locked up into doing and enjoying and pursuing in our spare time. And, uh, and, and so the Lord is revealing some things to us that we need to repent of. Get rid of it. Yes. That's what it talked about in the Old Testament. A lot of times was the prophets was was moved on by God in saying there was a call to repentance. Yes. There was yes. a call to yes. weeping and praying and fasting and seeking God that once again that God would hear mm-hmm. them. And that's yes, what you right. said that's earlier. Exactly right. The words God were, would hear. That you would hear. You'd hear from and, heaven. You know, mm-hmm. and, and one of the scriptures said that he's not very far from any any of, of us. us. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And you say, and I'm gonna say it again, you don't know what I've did. Yeah. But God knows what you did, and yeah. He's willing yeah. to forgive you yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. if you'll just repent. Brother yeah. Pope, pick we, up a we, bit we say sometimes there is no sin so big that the blood of Jesus cannot cover it. Think about that. There is no sin so great that the blood of Jesus Christ cannot cover it. If, if there were, then, then it would have been efficacious, non-efficacious. But the fact is... Meaning meaning effective in doing okay. what it's set to do. Okay. But, but there is nothing God cannot forgive. And I know some people, they get hung up on the idea of blasphemy and uh, the unpardonable sin. Mm-hmm. And, but, but that's an nth degree type thing. It's no sin that man's ever in that he could. But when you think of sin, there are two aspects that need to be dealt okay. with. Number one, we are sinners by the fall. We, are, we, we have sinned. David said, I, I was shaped in iniquity. I was born in sin. I couldn't help that. And so I think when David made his appeal in Psalm 51 in repentance, he's basically saying, uh, telling us how we can repent. Uh, He he said, I I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. I couldn't help that. But my transgressions, I knew what I was doing. I understood what I was doing. And I made a gross, gross error in judgment. And you're talking about the original about Adam and Eve, he That's gave right. them a That's right. choice. He gave them a so choice. Brother Carey, yeah. you talk about that yeah. in your Bible studies. Can you give us just a little bit of a highlight of that mm-hmm. about Adam and Eve and how that God designed us with a choice? Absolutely, free will. Okay. Mm-hmm. That God not has a given. Puppet. We not do a what? puppet. Yeah. yeah. Free will that God has given to every individual. Listen to this, folks ultimately determines our destiny because Mm -hmm. he does give us the ability to choose. Mm -hmm. He gives us the ability ultimately to choose him. That's right. Above all else. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. coming from that fallen nature uh, from the very beginning with Adam and Eve, we, I believe we have to understand and be mindful that because of their disobedience, we were born into that sin. As Brother Poe said, shapen in iniquity, born Mm -hmm. into sin, but mm-hmm. we have to be redeemed from that. That's there it. has to That's be it. an experience yes. that takes place, and not only an experience, but a life lived 
mm-hmm. that brings that ultimate freedom mm-hmm. from the curse That's of it. sin, That's right. That's from right. what we were born into, and mm-hmm. that deals directly with our ability to choose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's it's all about you. It's all about me. What yeah. we what we choose. Do we choose Him? So many times, people are living according to the dictates of the world. Okay. Um, whether we look at our, our moral situation, our ethical situation, the physical, social, mental, emotional, uh, the world tends to dictate what's normal, what's thought of as being normal. Uh, that has to change uh, because physically we're going to mature. We're going to develop any way we want to. And you have some choices to make, for example, in your career, whether you want to go to school, whether you want to go to college, whether you want to be, whatever your aptitude might be. But the will of God for our lives becomes the overriding and important thing. And not everybody has the same aptitude. I frankly believe, and I teach in Bible school, that uh, God has a reason for bringing every baby into the world. There is an existence. He has some reason for bringing them a here. Purpose. A purpose. That's exactly right. He has a purpose for them to come here. And when they come, they need to find that purpose. In fact, we, if you study the life of Jesus Christ, and Luke chapter 2 spells this out very well, at age 12, which is about the time we begin to think more in abstract terms, uh, the psychologists say, and, and away from the concrete. When Jesus was seen there in, in, as in the temple, uh, asking questions and so forth. I, I think what happened there is he had been a number of times. His parents had brought him to the temple any number of times, and he had seen all the sacrificial system. He had seen the smoke rising from the sacrifices and all these things. But all of a sudden now it means something different. And he stayed over while they left town, came back for him four days, about four days uh, and they asked him a question, how could you do this to us, mm. basically? His answer was, wished you not that I must be about my father's business. Mm-hmm. In other words, his purpose in life, his mission in life, was suddenly revealed to him at that point. Our young people never know their mission in life. I know 35-year-old people that don't know why they exist. Mm. Why, why, what are you doing? You know, What is your life? And, well, and, and that is so sad. It to is know, sad. To know that they yeah. are... Just waking up every day yeah. and what will be, will be. Will be, yeah. 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 Uh, who preached repentance <laughs> in, in the Bible? Was it just a few folks? Was it a lot of people? Was it a, was it a big deal yeah. back yeah. then? Yeah, it, it's, in fact, the New Testament starts out with this. In, in Mark chapter 1, uh, when we were introduced to John the Baptist, uh, his message was, Repent ye, okay. for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, you can't get in the door the way you are. Okay, yes. You've got to repent because that's going to change you, change things, and so forth. So the first commandment that Jesus Christ came preaching, uh, which was shortly thereafter, uh, he come back the same thing. Uh, you're repent. Saying you're saying it's important. I'm saying it's important. It was the number one message that John the Baptist had. Repent ye and believe the gospel. When the Apostle Paul came on the scene, he said that. When Peter came to Acts, in, in the book of Acts, when, uh, when they asked him, after he had preached a convicting message, he brought them under conviction, their conscience was bothering them because things weren't right in their life, and they knew that. Uh, but they didn't quite know how to deal with it. They said, well, what can we do? Yeah. Uh, and, and Peter said, well, I'm just glad you asked me that question. <laughs> Not what shall we do. The answer is repent. Right. Yes. 
Repent. What does that mean? That means about face. Turn away from those things that have lured you, attracted you. Die out to the world. Accept the things of God. And, and so he gave them a commandment with authority. Repent and be baptized in Jesus' name for remission of your sins. That is, the, the, what things, the sins that you have that need to be washed away can be washed away. Does that change our status as a sinner by the fall? No. But what changes that is the blood of Jesus Christ. He it's, it's is a covering. Now. His righteousness covers us. And, and that is, is so important to that. In Acts chapter 17 and, and verse 30, uh, he said, talking about God, he said, at the times of their ignorance, God winked at. But now he commands. He commandeth men Imperative. everywhere. All men yes. everywhere to repent. And so there, there's no option that uh, repent. If you're going to see the kingdom of God, uh, Jesus told Nicodemus, unless you're born again, you won't see the kingdom of God. Well, we know that the new birth begins with, begins with, we believe, repentance. Begins and with this, a... And this is a hard saying to a yeah. lot of people. Mm -hmm. Well, our responsibility is to preach it, is to share it. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. always put that first mm -hmm. and foremost above any personal feelings or emotions or anything because not everywhere you go will you be accepted. Mm -hmm. Prophets were rarely popular. Those <laughs> yeah. that tie in and still are not And it leads in. It's, it's one and the same. Anyone mm -hmm. carrying this message, you know, the scripture says beautiful are the feet. Mm -hmm. But uh, many, but beauty's in the eye of the beholder sometimes as well. So, yeah. so we know that not everyone that we approach is going to be receptive. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I guarantee you, somebody will be. Mm -hmm. And I've always said, okay. don't let the little uh, instances where people don't want to hear it or are not accepting, don't let it affect you personally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You keep mm -hmm. moving. Yeah. Listen right. to this. You keep striving. You keep doing the best you yeah. can. Mm -hmm. The next door neighbor may not want to hear it, but you know what? There's somebody down the street that's hungry for God. Yeah. There's somebody down the street who cares about and needs mm -hmm. to hear what you have to say, and they realize that. And we're seeing such a God consciousness right now yes. from this pandemic. Yes, we are. Yes. Some yes, of it is are. sincere mm -hmm. and some of it is not, but we let God deal with that uh -huh. part. That's right. Yeah. So. People are wanting to hear the gospel, and I'm so thankful for that, you know, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. the opportunities are all around us. Mm -hmm, I have mm -hmm. people say, well, I don't know who I could talk to, but we all go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. We all yeah. eat in restaurants. Right. We all have to buy clothes somewhere, and guess what? There's people in people every there. one of those locations. Yeah. And can I inject this? I, I, I guess God dealt with me a long time ago about what we just talked about. They will repent. Yep. Yes. They will turn around and yes. they will get right with God. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Brother Poe, yep. how do I know it's acceptable to God? Repentance. What? Repentance? Uh, well, first of all, if you look at the purpose in Luke 5.32, Jesus said, I'm come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Wow. Yes. <laughs> if he came to call them, how can it not be acceptable? Just a little well, I was point. just wondering <laughs> if, we, if, if somebody's listening to this. Yeah, yeah. And they pray. Yeah. How do we know that God is going to accept our prayer? 
Okay, it, look at Luke 24, 47. Okay. What did Jesus say there? He said, uh, telling his disciples what they should be doing, he said, and that repentance and remission of sins shall be preached in his name. Okay. Mm-hmm. In his name, among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So they were mandated at that point. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a mandate from Jesus Christ himself. Go and preach repentance, but in my name. So when Peter stood up at Pentecost and said, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, he ties those two things together very neatly for remission of sins. Uh, and then, of course, the Lord said this later on in, in uh, 2 Peter chapter 3. He said, the Lord is not slack concerning his That's promises. Right. Right. He made a promise. Yes. And if God promised, I will hear yeah. from heaven, mm-hmm. I will heal their land, yes. mark it down. It's going to happen. If you will do what he says, we live, in fact, this is an axiom, I guess, of philosophy. We live for God based on the promises of God, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have the promises of God, we wouldn't really know how to do anything. But because he's promised and we believe him, mm-hmm. we live our life based on the promises of God. That's what repentance is all about. You can come and repent again, get back up. And go forward. Is that right, Brother Pope? That's exactly right. In fact, that, that's the way I think it's intended to be. Because John, at 1 John chapter 2, he said, uh, if we sin okay. after we've come to the knowledge Listen of the truth, we have an advocate. An advocate is a spokesman or somebody to kind of take your side of it, to stick mm-hmm. up for you. If you go to a court and they appoint an advocate, that man argues for you. Uh, and so he said, we have an advocate, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Mm. And there's that righteous. I mean, he's perfect. And, uh, you know, if, if God would hear Jesus Christ and understand him, how much more is he going to hear him when he speaks on our behalf? Mm-hmm. I want him talking for me. But I have to live my life in such a way that he does not mind sticking up for me. Mm-hmm. And he will say, hey, uh, have you considered my servant Job? No, no. Sidney, have you considered <laughs> my servant Sidney? You know, I mean, there's none like him in the earth. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> but but he I have to give him the ammunition he uses to be my advocate. And how do I do that? By living a repentant, holy, godly life. Mm. I cannot play with the world, love the world, and, and spurn him, and then turn, oh, yeah, you're supposed to take up for me here. Yeah. It, it doesn't work that way, you know. And I think this COVID uh, situation is a test, mm-hmm. uh, just as they, they had the test in the Old Testament, the COVID, I call it the COVID-19 test. What is it, what is it meant to determine? Number one, it's meant to determine how much you love God. Mm-hmm. Do you really love God? A second thing is how pure is the church before him? Mm-hmm. And the third thing is, I, I think the COVID-19 test is personal perfection. Uh, it's easy uh, to understand the idea. Jesus said in, in uh, Mark chapter 12, uh, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Not part of the heart, no. all that heart. This is the heart change that we see in repentance. That is the core moral aspect of who we are. And with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. In other words, everything we are has to be wrapped up in our devotion to God. There's no room in a cup that's full for anything else. And so if we love the Lord with all of our heart, then there's no room for any love for the world. 
So there is an emotional aspect of who we are and what we are and what we do. So we cannot allow our emotions for what we like or dislike keep us from going to an altar and praying. As the Lord said, if my people who are called with my name will humble themselves. We can't let our emotion of pride keep us from humbling ourselves. Pride has no place in the presence of God. So we must humble ourselves. But at the same time, we must see that there is a, a, a source of uh, I, I want to say maybe a godly pride, a godly uh, position in the Lord mm-hmm. that we need to say, I will not bend. I will not flex. I will not bow. Just kind of be stubborn about I'm living for God, right. no matter what anybody says or anybody does. I'm not going to let anybody steal my repentance, my, my confession to God. Uh, uh, and, and like the psalmist said, I will declare my iniquity. Uh, I, the way I was born, I'll declare that. But I will be sorry for my sin. If, if this has touched you and God's dealing with you, I'd like for you to call the church office or go to our website, parkwaychurch.net, and, and reach out to us. This, this man here that is over Stuart Carey will be glad to set up a home Bible study with you and uh, have you come to the office and teach you more about repentance and what you can do to get right with God. Brother Kerry, would you, would you cl- we'll close this out with prayer today? Absolutely. Precious Savior, we love you. We thank you for this yes, time Lord. together. I thank you for these men, God, mm, for their faithfulness Thank you for your you. spirit. Lord, we thank you for what you've spoken yes. to us today and through yeah. us today, God. And your I word. pray for those that are hearing, mm-hmm. Lord. The lamp Lord, those that feet. need you, those that are hungry, God. God, every need oh, you yes, will Lord. supply. You are mm. able. And we thank you for all that you've done, for Grant all it, that Lord. you're going to do. Grant it, Lord. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus, the, the only saving name. Yes. Amen. Hi, listeners. This is Scott Cooper, producer of the Parkway Podcast. That concludes the show for today. We hope you enjoyed. Remember, we offer video versions of the podcast on our Facebook and YouTube channels, as well as the audio versions on your favorite podcast provider, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We also encourage you to check out our website at www.parkwaychurch.net, where we offer live streaming of our services, as well as video archives and the opportunity to give to help support this ministry so that we can continue to bring you awesome Holy Ghost-filled content each week. Thank you for listening, and please tune in to our next episode.